0: Welcome to Alpha Coding Podcast, an all access pass to medical coding and billing pro tips that help you start your week off smarter. And now, here is your host, Tony L. Holmes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Alpha Coding Podcast series. I am your host, Tony L. Holmes. Welcome to episode 72 of the podcast. Today is May 17th and I have some exciting news to share with you guys. Our family is growing and I'm going to be having a baby in the next month or so. So we're on baby watch and I wanted to give everybody a heads up because I'm going to be taking about eight weeks off. So I will see you guys in about eight weeks. I've got some amazing things in store. I'm going to be interviewing some pretty epic guests. I'm going to be changing up the content a little bit. So definitely stay tuned. It's going to be amazing. And I'm just super excited to honor this time with my family. So I've had some people reach out and say, Hey, I haven't seen you on social as much. You haven't been posting. This is why guys, I've been struggling for the past eight months to keep it all together. So I'm excited for this new season. So I thought the perfect topic to cover would be obstetrics coding and reporting since I'm a patient going through this process. This is my third child. So I have not only experience as a patient, but I've spent over a decade working with obstetric providers. So I'm going to share some great pro tips with you on navigating obstetrics coding and reporting. So before we dive into our topic, it's time for your Monday dose of positivity, the Mindset Monday tip. And it's brought to you by Contempo Coding, which is an on-demand educational resource provider created for coders by coders. They specialize in affordable coding certification prep courses to help you accelerate in your career. Right now, they're offering an exclusive special to Alpha Coding Podcast listeners, and that's $125 off the Certified Risk Adjustment Coding Prep course, as well as some major bonus content when you order through our affiliate website. This course has a 100% pass rate, by the way. Visit our website, alphacodingexperts.com, and head over to the Deals and Discounts tab for a link to take advantage of this absolute steal of a deal. So our Mindset Monday tip is all about the power of self-examination. The quote I want to share with you says, it's time to get serious about what serves you and what doesn't. Ask the real questions. What kind of person am I becoming because of this relationship? Am I becoming a better person because of this relationship? Is it an asset or is it a liability? And I think this quote is so powerful because it is an important reminder. We need to constantly evaluate and monitor the relationships in our lives. The people that you spend your time with consume your most precious commodity, which is time. So you don't want to waste your time on toxic negative people. So it's important to get serious about who you spend your time with and what you spend your time on. Is it an asset or is it a liability? So today we're going to cover my top 10 pro tips for navigating OB coding and reporting. Many coders either have a love or hate relationship with OB coding. It is a very niche type of coding and there are a lot of very specific reporting rules when you're dealing with obstetrics patients. I could go on for hours with this topic because it is very complex and it's a very focused and specialized area of coding unlike any other specialty. So this brings me to my pro tip number one. Know the stages of maternity care. So with maternity maternity care, it's all about understanding the trimesters, understanding the frequency of visits, and understanding the three main stages of maternity care. So typically patients are seen about once a month up until the end of their second trimester. Of course, if there's complications or they need to be seen more frequently, then that would be done. But this is just a typical patient. And then typically after 28 weeks, the provider will see the patient every two weeks up until 36 weeks, at which point they'll be seen every week. And then of course, as complications arise or things need to be addressed, the patient may come in more frequently. So the three main stages are going to be antepartum, delivery, and postpartum. So with the antepartum care, we're looking at that first prenatal visit, and then of course evaluating the pregnancy for the duration of the pregnancy. And this can also include routine care of chronic stable conditions like diabetes or lupus or pre-existing hypertension. So typically for uncomplicated patients, we're looking at about 13 antepartum visits. And then for the delivery component, that's going to include the admit to the hospital with the initial HP, and then it could include induction if the patient is being induced, the type of delivery, so vaginal c-section or a VBAC, which is a vaginal delivery after a c-section, the delivery of the placenta, any type of episiotomy, the initial evaluation and resuscitation of a newborn. This also includes when the provider is on standby for the delivery, and then if there's any type of fetal scalp blood sampling that's required, or electronic fetal monitoring. And then for the postpartum component, this is gonna include any office visits for up to six weeks after delivery. And then if there's a required inpatient hospital admission directly related to the pregnancy for up to six weeks after the birth. Pro tip number two, know the trimesters of pregnancy. So this schedule is a little bit controversial, but the general standard is that first trimester is gonna be one to 13 weeks, second trimester, 14 to 28 weeks, and then third trimester, 28 weeks to the delivery. And then there's also this concept of the fourth trimester and in the coding and billing world, that would be the six week postpartum period. So pretty much everything with OB coding and reporting goes back to the trimesters, if it's the antepartum delivery or postpartum component of the global maternity package, and then it also affects the diagnosis code reporting, which we'll talk about in just a minute. So basically a patient is pregnant for nine full months up to delivery, and this is typically up to 40 weeks, but a patient can go beyond 40 weeks. I've seen patients decline inductions and go up to almost 42 weeks, so it's really specific to the patient. Pro tip number three, understand the maternity OB package CPT codes. So these CPT codes essentially combine all of the inpatient and outpatient obstetric care that the patient receives. And these package codes are going to cover the first visit through the six-week postpartum visit. And one of the number one questions I get is, when should the code be reported? Typically, the bill would need to be submitted after the delivery. So the main CPT codes are going to be 59400, 59510, and 59610. Of course, this changes depending on the circumstances. So CPT code 59400 is going to be routine OB, including antipartum, vaginal delivery, and postpartum care. So that's going to be the straightforward vaginal delivery code that would be reported after the delivery to cover all of the services related to that patient's obstetric care. And then CBT code 59510 is going to be if it's a C-section delivery. And then CBT code 59610 is going to be if the patient is a VBAC. So that's a vaginal birth after a previous cesarean. These are not all the codes, but these are the most common three that you'll see. Pro tip number four, know which services are bundled into global maternity care. So this is where it gets tricky. You have to know what's included and then we'll talk about what's not included. So the things that are included in global maternity care, these are gonna be things like that pap smear at the initial prenatal visit, but this doesn't apply to the lab and pathology testing that's done. That's separately reportable, but that's typically not reported by the obstetrician. It's also gonna include the routine urine dip that's provided in the office. It could include education on breastfeeding and lactation consulting, exercise or nutrition counseling. All of these services are gonna be included in that global maternity care package. Pro tip number five, know which services are not included in global maternity care so these services can be reported separately and should be reported as rendered so these are going to be things like the ultrasounds amniocentesis procedures when they're necessary Nsts which are non-stress tests lab testing complications not directly related to pregnancy so things like neurological concerns cardiac asthma things that are not directly related to pregnancy can be reported with AC Significant and separately identifiable EM service. Pro tip number six, understand the ICD 10 CM coding guidelines and rules for OB care. So, OB coding is one of the hardest areas, especially for newer coders, because there are so many guidelines. So, if you're dealing with a pregnant patient, it's all about chapter 15. So, if you're dealing with a pregnant patient, the chances of there being an O code to reflect a pregnancy with a complication or a pregnancy with a disease are going to be pretty close to 100%. So it's all about the O codes and there's a lot of specific guidelines when you're dealing with pregnant patients. So these codes have the concept of trimester built into the majority of the codes. Also you'll notice for the codes that have a seventh character requirement, this is usually going to be related to which fetus is affected. So if it's just one, it's going to end with a seventh character of zero. And then if it's dealing with multiple fetuses, that seventh character is going to indicate which fetus is affected by that particular complication. So this is where it gets really tricky. Let's say that the patient has pre-existing hypertension. There's going to be specific O codes to address the patient is pregnant and had pre-existing hypertension. Also, ICD-10 code Z3A is going to be a code to reflect the weeks of gestation. And then, of course, look at the diagnosis code category Z34. So there's a lot going on with the diagnosis coding for OB patients. You really have to understand the guidelines and get intimately familiar with Chapter fifteen. Pro tip number seven, the coding rules change for twin and pregnancies involving multiples. So everything that we just talked about kind of changes depending on how many babies are involved in the pregnancy. So the coding for twin pregnancies is gonna be different than the coding for triplet pregnancies, quadruplet pregnancies, and so on. And the CPT rules can vary by payer as far as how they want you to report those delivery codes. So definitely get familiar with the payer policies. And then there's gonna be specific diagnosis codes to reflect when you're dealing with twin and multiple pregnancies. Pro tip number eight, only report the OB services rendered to the patient. So a lot can change when you're dealing with pregnancy. When I'm training new coders on OB, I always tell them, expect the unexpected. Things can change in an instance. A patient can move away. A patient can be seen by a provider that's on call. The patient can have a delivery with a provider that's on call from another group. The patient could have a miscarriage. the nurse could deliver the baby, the patient can deliver their own baby. There's just so much that can happen with every single patient and the reporting rules are all about reporting what the provider actually rendered as far as their services. So let's say that the provider only provided postpartum care or that provider only did the delivery and in those specific instances there's CPT codes to reflect the services that were actually rendered. So if it's not the global package then you're only going to report the portion that was actually rendered to the patient. So this is typically where I see a lot of issues when I'm doing compliance auditing. So you have to be really careful. If it's just antipartum visits, then there's code specific to antipartum visits. Pro tip number nine, OB documentation is different than any other specialty. So when you're dealing with obstetrics, you're definitely going to need to be looking at the OB flow sheets That's going to track the visit-by-visit, typically for the antepartum care visits, all of the information that's going on with the patient. So it's all about those OB flow sheets, and then that helps them track the number of antepartum visits. Let's say that the patient decides to go and see another obstetrician or maybe moves away, then that office that saw the patient, let's say, for two antepartum visits would actually be reporting E&M codes for those first two visits. So OB documentation looks a lot different than your typical SOAP note documentation. So this is something that you want to be aware of if you're just getting into OB. You're not going to find the standard kind of documentation. You're definitely going to need to be familiar with the OB flow sheets. Pro tip number 10, get plugged into the right OB resources. So you definitely want to get intimately familiar with all of your CPT guidelines related to obstetric care. Also, don't get the global periods confused because it's all different in OB care. It's not typically that 90-day global period. So you want to familiarize yourself with what that global period looks like for OB. Also be mindful of the quality reporting measures for HEDIS. So category two CPT codes like 0500F is going to report just for quality purposes that first prenatal visit. And this is gonna be more important as we get further into alternative payment methodologies. And if you're working in OB coding, you definitely need to be plugged into ACOG. Typically your providers will have a membership to ACOG. They have some invaluable resources specific to obstetrics and gut Gynecology, and then of course your payer policies. This specialty is very focused, very specific, and it's going to be unlike any other specialty that you've coded for. So get plugged into all of the appropriate resources. So grab a pen and paper to summarize my top ten pro tips for navigating OB coding and reporting. Number one, know the stages of maternity care. Number two, know the trimesters of pregnancy. Number three, understand the maternity OB package CPT codes. Number four, know which services are bundled into global maternity care. Number five, know which services are not included in global maternity care. Number six, understand the ICD-10-CM coding guidelines and rules for OB care. Number seven, the coding rules change for twin and pregnancies involving multiples. Number eight, only report the OB services rendered to the patient. Number nine, OB documentation is different than any other specialty. Number 10, get plugged into the right OB resources. So it's time for this week's coding pro tip, and it's brought to you by Project Resume. When is the last time you had your resume updated? Your resume is literally your entry ticket to that next great opportunity. Project Resume will design a customized ATS-friendly resume to demonstrate your unique skills and experience. And even better, it's written by coders for coders. Make that investment in yourself today and visit projectresume.net and mention my code, ALPHACODING, for special pricing. And as always, if you have a coding-related question and would like it to be featured in one of our coding pro tips, please reach out to me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. So I do get a pretty significant volume of questions submitted for the Coding Pro Tips. So what I do with those questions is I put them on a list, and every week as I'm putting together the show, I pick from that list. So if you have submitted a question, it is on the list, and it will be selected in future episodes. So this week's Coding Pro Tip comes to us from Georgia. Hi, Tony. Thanks for the amazing podcast. You are such a bright light in our industry. I want to know more about what's happening internationally in the coding world. I saw an interesting article in this month's Healthcare Business Monthly. Do you think American coders are at risk of losing their jobs because of the increase in certified coders in other countries that will work for cheaper salaries? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for your support of the podcast. So I did read that article, and I thought it was a really well-written article. I think that this is definitely a sensitive subject, and I'm actually going to cover this in a future episode, but I think it's important that American coders embrace the adoption of coding concepts in the international market. So I'm not saying that the labor force is not a threat that coders should be cognizant of. But what I'm saying is that the greater picture as far as capturing more data and helping other countries mainstream their coding and reporting processes and taking what's worked and what hasn't worked in the American system and helping other countries do that in the international market, I think is where American coding professionals really need to focus on. So by encouraging this international adoption, we're actually creating more opportunities for American coders. So definitely stay tuned. I'm going to be covering this in a future episode. Please remember to hit that subscribe button now so you never miss another episode. Also, be sure to drop us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. We really appreciate your support. So because I'm going to be taking about eight weeks off, I want to give a special shout out to the folks that make all of this possible. My amazing husband, my podcast editor, my team at Alpha Coding Experts, and most of all, you, the listeners. I seriously cannot thank you enough for your support. Because of you and your support, this podcast has been an epic success we are rated the number one medical billing and coding podcast according to Feedspot. And all of this is possible because of your support. So I am truly humbled and grateful for your support. And I can't wait to share all that's in store with you for future episodes. So thanks for listening to the Alpha Coding Podcast. We'll see you in about eight Mondays. For more information about medical coding and billing pro tips, including how to hire alpha coding experts, follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube or visit our website at www.alphacodingexperts.com